Hey, beautiful. Welcome to the Pineapple Principle Podcast. I'm Sherry Steele, your host, and I'm excited you're joining us. I want to help mentor you to be all Christ has created you to be. Standing firm, suited up in your armor, owning your identity in Christ, or as I say, owning your crown and loving like Jesus. If what you hear encourages, uplifts, and makes you want to dig deeper into your relationship with Jesus, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen and follow us for more encouragement on Instagram at Pineapple Principle. Now for today's show. Hey, Pineapple Principle Girl. On today's podcast, we have one of my adopted sons, next generation pastor for a live church, and he is also a husband and a father and the king of corny jokes. And surprisingly, today, we have this guy on here talking about daddy issues. You know, Freeman went through some serious heartache with his own father as a young teen, but he's been giving a calling to encourage others with Psalm 68.5, a father to the fatherless, and he's sharing some great perspective today. I hope you enjoy today's podcast with Freeman Williams. Hey, Freeman, welcome to the Pineapple Principle Podcast. You are the third guy to ever be on the podcast. Come on, number three. Yeah. So like season five was the first time we ever had any guys on here, but you know, you are my adopted son. Uh, You are next gen. Yes. My favorite. You are a next gen pastor. I know your heart for the next generation and I am so super excited to have you with us and you like are the king of corny jokes. So do you got a joke for us this morning? I always have a corny joke. What happened to the frog when it did not park legally? It got towed. towed. (laughs) Okay, I had to laugh at that one. (laughs) That's what makes it funny when they're so bad, you just have to laugh at yourself. And then then it's funny. It's not even the joke itself. It's your response to it. No, most of the time I'm rolling my eyes at your corny (laughs) jokes, but that one was pretty good. I liked that one. Um, So I am like ready to let you like you know usually when I have people on here I'm like okay we're going to talk about this or I want you to share your story and I give people specifics but I um I gave you free reign I told you you know to pray about it and to talk about whatever God laid on your heart so what do you want to what do you want to what do you got for us today here on what for our community here well, Mama Sherry, uh, I can call you that, right? Um, yes. it's, it's, first of all, it's, I'm so glad I get a chance to be on here. Um, I guess all the pestering paid off. I was like, oh, what am I getting on your podcast? Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it really is an honor to be on here after kind of really looking into all the different things you've been doing. I'm like, wow, Sherry is up to something big. And what God is doing in your life through this powerful principle, I am just so glad to be close to it because you know how you see, um, you know, Amazon and apple in their garage and it's like man you wish you would have known those people before they blew up it's like that's how i feel about pineapple principle it's like man i know sherry why she's still in her garage well she's not even in her garage anymore she's she's going places but still like this is in my bedroom (laughs) this is the beginning of something something huge and i really believe that you have a lot of answers to what um, god is trying to speak to these young people and and specifically these teenage girls so thank you but um yeah i'm glad to be on here glad to uh share uh, what God's been put on my heart, um, you know, as I was praying and thinking about just what to share, I really felt the need to talk about my story about losing my father when I was young, when I was a teenager. Uh, when I was 15, my father passed away from cancer, lung cancer. My father never smoked. 
Um, and it, it was just one of those things where I was like, how, why I was angry. Um, but even worse than that, not only did he die of lung cancer when I was 15, he went to prison when I was 13. My dad, my, my dad was a doctor and he went to prison because there was two guys that took medication. They shot it up and they ended up dying. So they blamed the doctor. So he was serving two life sentences in prison and it died from lung cancer. So you can imagine 13, then 14 and 15, now losing your father. I was, I was outraged. I was confused. I was mad. Um, and I had a lot of questions going through all the hormones of life as a teenage boy trying to grapple with the fact of just losing my dad at the same time. It was a very dark, ugly point of my life. Um, I you know, ended up making it out of high school <laughs> by the grace of God and even making it to college, thankfully, uh, for my, my family. They kind of really helped me with that. But I remember even after I moved away and, and got to another city, um, I uh, was just searching for something to fill this void of this this anger that I was feeling and and this loss that I experienced. And, um, you know, just making a lot of dumb decisions uh, while I was in college, living the quote unquote college life. Mm-hmm. Long story short, I was at a club one night leaving the club, walked out two o'clock in the morning. There were people from a live church that were preaching and praying with people. I thought it was the weirdest thing. They're like, hey, do you want prayer? I was like, it's two o'clock in the morning. I don't want prayer. Oh, weird. They're like, well, you just want to pray for you. They pray with me, Sherry. And at two o'clock in the morning, I gave my life back to Jesus. And I came to the church the next day. And I've been here ever since. And it's been just an absolute honor uh, to see God work through my life to help other people uh, come to know Jesus, but specifically understanding their love that they have from the father in heaven and also how to overcome losses of fathers or lost relationships with fathers or strained relationships with fathers. I've just seen God use me in in mighty ways in that specific uh, area. So it's been great. Yes. Hey, um, question. Did mm-hmm. your family go to church? I don't know if I've ever asked you that. Like, what did you grow up in church up until that point? Like till you were 13? Like, did your family go to church? So we were what people consider the CEOs, the Christmas and Easter only. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, my parents, they love God. Um, I remember at early age, them, you know, bringing me to church, but I was the only one, believe it or not, that actually went to church consistently. So there was a little old Baptist church down the street from our house. And the church lady, uh, older lady, she was coming pick me up every Sunday morning. She would say, "Hey, we got goldfish and graham crackers and a little lessons." I was like, Local "I'm on." I'm, yeah, I, I I was there, and so that was Sundays and even Wednesdays. I would go to that same church just because it was right down the road, and they had a church van. They'd come pick me up. But um, when my dad died when I was 13, I was like, "I'm done with church. God. I'm done with God." I'm like, "No, no." But uh, yeah, I, I definitely was was in church when I was younger. Okay. Okay. Go back to your story. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, you're fine. So it's funny though, because um, whenever I got to Orlando, that's where we're at right now. um, I was really like, God, why do you want me here? What what is it that you want me to do? Like, yes, I know I'm a pastor at this church and that's the main reason for me being and moving to Orlando. But I was like, God, I feel like there's more. And I remember hearing God say, be a father. And I was like, okay, that's easy. Because I just had another child, my one-year-old who is now one, he was just born. And I was like, okay, yeah, just be a father to my new child. And I remember clearly, I can count on my hands how many times I've like clearly heard from the Lord, not audibly, but like I can just sense it in my spirit. Mm -hmm. This was like number four or five. And I really heard the Lord clearly say, be a father to all of my children. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? I started praying through that, really asking the Lord to reveal to me. And what he was showing me was that there are so many 
young people, old people, <laughs> uh, boys and girls, men and women who are dealing with what I like to call daddy issues. Yeah. And they are struggling with the loss of a father, um, a father that's in their life that they just don't have a great relationship with. And so the Lord just began to use me in so many ways to speak to so many people. And uh, I, since I've been here, I've been able to encourage so many young people. Um, there's one story come to my mind. There's a young lady, young girl, actually, she was maybe 13, 14. She came up to me. She was like, um, you know, can you pray for me? Me and my father's relationship isn't isn't going well. She had no idea about my story, anything like that. She just came up to me. I was like, okay, Lord, here, here's another opportunity. I was like, sure, I can pray for you. And I asked her, I was like, what's going on? She's like, well, my father's never told me I love you. You know, he'll always say love you or he'll put I-L-Y in a, in a text, but he's never said I love you. And uh, I prayed for, and I looked at her, I said, hey, listen, I love you. And the girl just broke down in tears, you know, but what I realized was that is so profound mm -hmm. for young girls to hear that there is a father figure that loves them. Mm -hmm. And whenever they don't see that naturally, sometimes from their, their real father, it's sometimes hard to receive that same love from our heavenly father. Yes. So I've just been on a mission to let people know how much their father loves them. Yes. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. What, um, like what, what are you doing? Like, what are you saying to these kids and these people? Like, are, is there anything else like certain scripture you're sharing with them? Or, um, are you just like doing each person individually? Like, you know, whatever comes to your mind at the time, like, I don't know, like, what are you yeah. saying to these people when they say, I, I got, I got issues. Yeah. So there's a, it's a mixture of both. It, uh, it's spirit led. Like I'm just like, all right, God, like, who do you want me to speak to? But yeah, there is a specific scripture that helped me that I share with these students and these kids instantly. And it's a scripture that says over in Psalms that I am the father to the fatherless. Um, I think it's Psalm 60. I can go get it. Um, but I take that scripture literally. I say, okay, yeah. God, if you're the father to the fatherless, I need you to show up as a father would. I need you to be who I need to be, uh, or who I need you to be in this moment that I'm in. And so, yeah, I've just seen the Lord use um, so many different other people to be a natural father figure, whether it was our pastors, um, coaches, um, just mentors, just other men in my life. And God would use them to be that father that I need. Uh, but more importantly, like just understanding that your father in heaven can do better than any natural father could ever do and loves you way more than your natural father could ever love you. And so I took that scripture literally, and I, I share that with any student, any person that I can um, who's struggling with that just love from a father and, and that presence from a father. So when you are having a bad day, Mm -hmm. And um, and because we all do it, we all rehash the past, you know, the enemy likes to get in our head and you're having a day where you're not feeling loved. Like mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're hashing back. Oh, I lost my dad. Um, I don't have that father figure. He's not around. I need to talk to him. How do you, um, how do you get yourself in the right mindset to go to your heavenly father when you're having those struggle days? Like, what do you do? Cause I'm sure there's still days even now that you're kind of like, Oh, I wish I had my dad. Yeah. And, um, I, this isn't fair. Cause I don't have my dad around. 
And because we all, we all do it. Like I do it. Like yeah. I don't have my, my dad and I had a great relationship, but he died when uh, I was in my late twenties, he was 52. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't, my mom and I had, you know, a rough patch. We're good now, but she's still not, she's not my yeah. person that I go to. And so there's some days when I get in a funk and I'm like, I wish I had my dad like yeah. to talk to. And I don't, remember like I just stay in a funk about wanting my dad and not take my issue to my heavenly father so right. like do you get that way like oh 100 yeah it happens you know holidays can be tough sometimes um his birthday can be tough sometimes and certain things will trigger it right where you're just like man I just miss my dad I remember I was watching sing and mm-hmm. I bawled like a baby like I was just crying like my wife was looking at me like what's wrong with you it's a, it's a kids movie but there was a scene and scene where the father gorilla breaks out mm-hmm. of prison to go and hear his son sing yeah. and I was like oh, what my dad to be here? I'm like she's like what's and so yeah it happens I have those days um and I think a couple of things that really helped me with those days is number one remembering that that's that's okay you know sometimes we like to suppress mm-hmm. our emotions or act like they're not there and you know find other ways to deal with them that are oftentimes unhealthy and, you know that's what causes people to overeat um you know people to to slip into sin or do all these different things that aren't healthy because they're just trying to mask these emotions mm-hmm. and so you just got to deal with them head on i mean god created them so <laughs> he's not afraid to help you deal with them right and so and i've also realized that they're emotions for a reason like they go away and they come back, they move up and down. Like if they were meant to stay that way, they'd be called E stand stills, but they're emotions, like they come and go. So mm-hmm. I've learned to just be okay with saying, Hey, I don't feel it. You know, I'm just, I'm feeling some sort of way today. And I've just realized that, Hey, it's it, it, almost normalized. Like, okay, I'm going to feel sad. That's okay. You know, yeah. I'm going to get through it. You know, joy comes in the morning. So, um, so yeah, that's number one is just recognizing that they're there and that they're real and it's okay not to feel okay um, and have the right people that you can share that with and talk to. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing that really helps, and this is probably for me personally, the thing that helps me the most is just changing my perspective. Um, I really feel like God's given me a gift of like always seeing the positive perspective. So for mm-hmm. me, that's what really helps. So I've always asked myself, well, what good is coming out of this situation? How is God going to use this situation? And as it relates to my dad, I, I, I tell myself, I can either focus on what left or I can see what's left. Meaning yeah. I can either focus on what left my life or I can focus on what is still left in my life. Like, what do I still have? Mm-hmm. And so I tell myself like, okay, yeah, I may not have a father that's present, but guess what? I do have um, the ability to be a father to my own children and children at church. I may not have a physical father that's here, but I do have father figures in my life. Okay. I may not have, you know, a physical father, but I do have the word of God. And that's, that's our heavenly father's love language that's speaking to me. So I'm always trying to figure out, okay, even though this negative thing has happened, how is it going to be used for positivity somehow, some way? And maybe you're listening. You're like, well, I got a father, but he's just not good. Okay. Well, you have a great example of what type of father you don't want. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, look at what you can get out of the situation. And I think that is is, is a huge key for me um, that helps me get over um, just losing my father. Yeah, that's good, Freeman. That's really good. I was trying to find, I saw a quote 
uh, about emotions that you made me think of. And I was, I had screenshot it and I was trying to find it while, um, but it was talking about your emotions and how they don't make you, you know, basically they, you need to let them go because they are not, they're not something that's supposed to stay around. I wish I could find, I'll have to find it and share it in our show notes, but you're right. We get so caught up in our emotions and our feelings Mm -hmm. and, you know, and the Bible talks about don't lean on your own understanding because, because we will screw it up. And because we're human and we get caught up in those emotional feelings of being sad and and we want to stay in it and it's not healthy. It's not good. And you know, even uh, Jesus got scared and he got yes. sad right before he went to the cross and was like, hey, dad, can, yeah. can we maybe not do this? <laughs> yeah. No. yeah. So he understands. He knows he's been sad and he's been Absolutely. scared. And we forget that. We forget that he walked on this earth for 33 years and was a human just like us. And he understand, he truly understands those feelings and those emotions that we go through. I'm so glad you mentioned that because Jesus, this is why I love Jesus, because he also knows how to deal with the things that we deal with. The Bible talks about he was tempted in all areas, but did not sin. So even as it relates to not having a father, he was tempted in that area. And you read the scriptures. How often did you hear about his father, Joseph? You know what I mean? It's like, it even mentioned that he was there at the, you know, um, at the cross. So it's like, yeah. okay, what happened to him? Did he die? Did he just, did he leave? You know what I mean? So obviously Jesus knew what it meant or what it looked like to not have a father around, but he still did not allow that to stop him from doing what he was called to do. And so, yeah, I, I mean, it's just uh, another reason to to like look at Jesus as not just your savior, but also your Lord and the person who can help lead you through life, mm-hmm. going through the things that you're going through. Even our even God like turned his back on him while he was on the cross. You know, he mm-hmm. turned away so that he could suffer that pain and that death yeah. for our sins. So he even he knows what it's like, like because his not even just his earthly father, but yeah. God had to look away and, you know, he couldn't. And honestly, I, I think that's what good fathers do. Believe mm-hmm. it or not, they protect their children. And oftentimes protecting means you're withholding something that mm-hmm. they're just not Amen. ready. For you know, my four-year-old, she, <laughs> she's smart as I don't know what. And so she knows how to get in my car. So she'll go in the car and she'll just go in there, just press some buttons, like in the garage, she knows how to go get the keys. Unlock. Anyways, long story short, if my four-year-old got a license right now, <laughs> she'd be dead and so would some other people, right? So I'm protecting her by not allowing her to do something that she really wants to do. And she thinks she knows what she's doing. Just because she can press a whole bunch of buttons, she thinks she now knows how to drive the car. She has no idea how to drive this car yet. And so it's like, as a father, he is going to protect you from things. And you may feel like it hurts. Well, God, why would you do this? Why would you allow this to happen? But what you do not know is that your father in heaven is doing something that you don't understand yet. His ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. And he's protecting you. And so that, that was one of the things I really had to learn, um, you know, to do as a father, but also receive. Um, because, you know, I just thought, you know, I can do whatever I want to do. It's like, no, no. And your father figures will protect you on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so good. That's so good. You got any other words of wisdom for us? Oh man. Uh, I would just say this for anyone listening, especially young teenage girls, your value is found 
from a relationship with your heavenly father. And I've seen all too often how many young women just search for um, a man in their life to tell them that they're pretty or to tell them that they're beautiful, or that they love them or some other, you know, uh, phrase that will make them feel valued. But I, I'm telling you, there's no one that can love you. There's no one that can speak identity in your life like your heavenly father. If you have a little boy in your life that's trying to tell you that you're pretty just so he can get something from you. Uh -huh. Listen, don't feed into the lie. Don't feel like your value comes from him. Your value only comes from Jesus and if identity comes from Jesus. And so if you want to stand tall, come on and wear that yes. crown. You have to understand where that crown came from. Don't believe from this zero that you are some <laughs> beautiful girl. If you haven't first understood how God views you and how beautiful you are in his sight. He called you, he created you. And last time I checked, God did not make any mistakes. So he yeah. made beautiful and he wants to call you beautiful and he wants to tell you he loves you before any other man does. And uh, for any, any young girl listening who is just struggling with their relationship from their father on, on their behalf, on your father's behalf, can I just say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for maybe not being there. I'm sorry for um, maybe treating you harsher than I should have. I'm sorry for making promises that I did not keep. Can, can you just receive that apology Amen. on their behalf? I'm sorry. And the same way you receive that apology, can you receive this love on behalf of your father? I love you. I love you. And you are worthy. You are beautiful. There is so much potential in your life. And you are called and chosen. And I want a relationship with you. I love you. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being that father figure, Freeman. Thank you for coming on Absolutely. and and loving on our community and um for being that father for those girls. Hey, it's um, it's an honor. I'm so glad I get to do it. <laughs> it was it was awesome. It was so good. Um, uh, we may just have to have you back on here again. <laughs> I won't pester you this time. <laughs> But again, Freeman, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for sharing your story and sharing what God placed on your heart. I appreciate your um, uh, willingness to uh, to to do what God's called you to do and um, to listen to him and to do thank what you. he wants you to do and say what he wants you to say and not what Freeman wants to do or say. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. It means a lot that you, uh, you see what God's doing in my life. And I'm just honored to just be a vessel. Um, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who saved my soul. <laughs> Amen. And we'll end on that. <laughs> we hope today's show encouraged you and gave you a few aha moments. Most importantly, have you digging deeper into your relationship with Jesus. Make sure to check out the show notes for any scriptures or books we mentioned. If you love the podcast, please share it with a friend or on Instagram and even tag us. We would love for you to leave a rating where you listen to podcasts. It helps others to find us. We would also love to know who our listeners are. And you can do that by finding us on Instagram or our website, pineappleprinciple.org. Until next time, keep your armor on, own your crown, and love like Jesus.